Hey, good evening, Cornerstone. I hope all of you are doing well. Um, I hope you're holding up okay in the midst of everything that's going on. I know it's, uh, it's been a journey, uh, not only for us as a church, but as a culture, as a society, and even I was thinking about it today as I was reading. It's been a unique, uh, in, a unique event for the entire world. So here's what we're going to be be doing tonight. Um, I've got uh, just some, uh, we've got a regular face that's here. We've got Spencer McCush, the president of EBC. He's going to be joining us tonight. Hello, and then we've got a guest that, like, I'm so stoked about is Kristen Nave. Um, like, I'm so glad she gets to come out. Uh, if you know her husband, don't hold that against her. Uh, he does have issues. And so just actually don't don't hold it against her. Just pray for her. That's, I think, the, the bigger, the bigger yeah, thing. But. We're going we're gonna to have a little bit of a discussion tonight that uh, is going back to the book of Romans. Uh, last week, we were uh, kind of discussing uh, through Romans 8 uh, with, with Terry, Spencer, and I were, were, were with him. And, and just to remind you where this all stems from is we, we really are kind of coming back to Romans 12, 1 and 2. That's been the, the two verses that I've tried to just keep at the forefront of us. Of, I urge you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto God, which is, is your reasonable service of worship. And, and I think verse 2 is really key. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, that good, pleasing, and perfect will. In other words, we want minds that are transformed that we can know what we're supposed to do. I, I want us as a church to think rightly. As we walk together uh, with Jesus in the midst of this pandemic, I would love nothing more than when people see Cornerstone, there's a demand for the answer for the hope that we have within us. And so we're really trying to get there. I, and again, I think it's all over the New Testament, whether we're in 1 Corinthians 2, the Spirit of God, and that's going to be key to our discussion tonight. The Spirit of God is the means by which we have access into the triune God, the God of the universe. And Paul has an amazing sentence at the end of it where he says, we have the mind of Christ, which is crazy. We have the capacity to think through these things. So that's kind of what we're going to be, we're going to be talking about a little bit tonight. So maybe just to start us off to, to frame it out, you want to maybe just pick up where we, where we left off, Spencer, and kind of build it out and, so that we can kind of think about where we need to go tonight. Yeah, you're asking me to remember 10 days ago. I know, I'm trusting <laughs> is, you. you know, Kristen of, watched it, so she, maybe I should be asking her. It's yeah. a lot of time at home for the last 10 days. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, so if you guys remember... Um, where we were is we were talking through almost the parallel to what you were just reading in Romans 12. In Romans 8, 5, yes. Paul actually says, you know, for those who live according to the flesh have their outlook or their perception changed. Mm -hmm. And so the way they're thinking and the way they're perceiving, the way they are interpreting life is changed away from the things of the flesh, but empowered now with the spirit. And, and, and that was really where we were spending a lot of time the other day. I've gone that contrast between um, having that outlook or perception or the way we interpret the, the world changed because away from the flesh and towards the spirit. And so where we ended is we said, okay, hey, for, for Paul in Rome or the Romans, he was writing to talk about the Jew-Gentile issue and saying, hey, you're doing a really bad job of putting Jesus on display in the way the Jewish believers and the Gentile believers are interacting. And so he writes this letter and says, hey, clean it up a little bit. Clean up your crap here. Right. And, and, and that's where we asked Terry and we said, hey, so if Paul was writing a letter to the mm. church today, where would he tell us to clean our stuff up? And, and that's where we kind of mm. left it. And, and, and I know that, and just to tie it into a, a Sunday night or Wednesday night thing, a lot of the questions that came out of that were practically, 
what does that look like? Yeah. Like, hey, let's explore that even more. Hey, if Paul's writing this letter today to the, you know, the church in 2020, where do we have to clean our crap up so we can put Jesus on display? Well, it's going to be different than Rome. And Terry said, hey, you know what? Uh, man, he, he acknowledged like that individualism oh, and, totally. in contrast to living corporate. corporate need, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, which I think was huge. Right, and so I guess the question for me is... I'm finally glad he confessed his sin. Yeah, he, man. <laughs> but he did get the y'all in there. <laughs> he did get the y'all <laughs> so, you know. in there, which I was proud but of. But I guess the question for me is like, mm. how do you see, if Paul's writing this letter, yeah. like how do you see yeah. it? Like going, man, where do we need to clean this up so that we're putting like Jesus on display well through spirit-empowered living as opposed Mm -hmm. to living in the flesh. I don't know if that even makes sense to you or not, though. Yeah, I mean, I think, ironically, I think it starts with even asking another question there of what is going on and what... What are we seeing in this, you know, pandemic? And, um, you know, one of the things I was thinking about, like, why, why, are, why do we see so much surfacing right now? Mm. And it was funny, the other day I was, I was co- using my Instant Pot. Do you guys have an Instant Pot? <laughs> Bad experience with one. <laughs> yeah, I think I heard about yours. A little burning. Yeah, it burned. Okay, a little burning. And <laughs> kind of flinched when you said that. <laughs> yeah, you know. But my point is, is that um, I've been asking myself that, what is, what is going on right now? There's just so much going on. But, you know, you look at an instant pot and um, I thought that's life in lockdown right there. Yeah. We are in this like pressure cooker and we're, we're there with our sin. I think normal life looks like, you know, let's just picture it as like a boiling pot, but the steam is able to release where we're able to have our little outlets and, you know, get out of the house when we're, you know, maybe we're arguing or we're frustrated with our kids. And um, right now it's just this like constant pressure. And, you know, I think the Holy, this is where we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit coming into that. Um, but it is, it's just, I don't know about you guys, but it, it does feel like this. Um, there's a lot that is being yeah. stirred up. Yeah. It's, it's interesting off of that, right? So obviously one of the roles of the Holy Spirit is to convict of sin and to draw things to the surface. And it's interesting how an, an event like this does draw to the surface sin. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in it, it it's <clears throat> none of us, it's, it's, I was thinking about this the other day, none of us escape it. Like right now in what's going on in this world, right? Like nobody can escape this. Sometimes it's like different parts of the world and different families may be able to escape it. But right now, yeah. we're all in this at the same that's, time together. That's the common struggle. And it is it's like the really com- common. No, again, yeah. uh, granted, there are more severe issues of this, right? We've got people that have lost life, yeah. of which is terrible, loss of jobs. We've even had that inside of Cornerstone, that the loss of jobs. We've, We've had the reality, I know people battling through abuse issues in and around alcohol, drugs. So again, mm-hmm. we, don't, we don't want to downplay that. But whether it's those types of issues or in all of our lives, to the surface, the Spirit of God is, is starting to deal with all of us, yeah. I think, in a, in a way. You were going to say something. Go, go for yeah, it. Yeah, no, I think, that's, I think you were kind of, you kind of led us there of going, man, it's, it's like all this stuff has settled down and we're, we're kind of experiencing this like one of the few times in my life where I can think of a, like this one circumstance that's common to so many, like literally everyone in the world, the world right now, <laughs> and it's just stirring it all up. And so what is it that's being stirred up and exposed? And that's where I go, man, and it's, I don't know how you guys are, but for me, it's, it's really easy to see how it's being exposed in your life or your life mm-hmm. or all y'all's life. Yeah. And uh, see, Terry, I did an all y'all. That was even, that's way better than just a y'all. But but going, it's easy to see how, how I'm walking in light of the flesh or interpreting light, life in light of the flesh. Hey, can I stop you just yeah, for a yeah. second? Like, and again, I, I, I just feel like we have to have this discussion. 
Yeah. What is the contrast between the flesh and the spirit? Like maybe mm-hmm. if you could give, and, and maybe all of us can kind of dive into this to clarify that, because I think like, yeah. maybe you want to start us off, like when we talk about this idea of flesh spirit, because I think mm-hmm. too often we think of like physical, non-physical, you know, we think about ways in which Paul sure. was not trying to define this in the least. Yeah, Do you want to kind of start us off down that road so that then we can bring it back in even to our own battles with what's going on here? Yeah, no, I think that's a good, good mm-hmm. call. Um, yeah, he's not, he's not talking about like flesh, like yeah, physical, physical versus yeah, non-physical. Totally. He's, he's talking about um, maybe a man-centered humanism mm-hmm. kind of going where we're keeping ourselves primary um, and maybe the sinfulness of humanity mm-hmm. as, as being the flesh. And then the spirit is not like ethereal, but spirit being like the new creature, the, the new man, the new yeah. creation, kind of that indwelling of the spirit. Yeah. Which seems to point back to like Romans 5, there's the Adam world, right? Yeah. The first Adam world and yeah. the second Adam under Jesus. Yeah, which I think you actually talk identity mm-hmm. and going, I don't know if you remember that, we were talking yesterday or the day before, mm-hmm. yeah. and going, maybe unpack that a little bit, because I think that was super insightful. Yeah, big time. The, say it, the, the idea of going, if the contrast between flesh and spirit yeah. was really an issue of identity. right. Yeah, and, and you kind of brought that to the surface mm-hmm. when we were having our, our Zoom call. Yeah, well, I, I also think it goes back to, um, I think even in this context, there's so much about the mind. And um, so also, and as far as identifying the flesh versus the spirit, um, I was thinking about how the mind is really the battleground mm-hmm. for the flesh and the spirit. I think that's a good you know, kind of metaphor to think through. Of, that's really, and of course, the behaviors like come out of that. Um, and so, you know, I was just thinking the other, I think I shared the other day, I was just having that, you know, motherhood moment of, I just want an escape. I just, I, it was like four o'clock in the day and, um, I just, you know, you kind of get to that point where you want an adult conversation or it's 24 seven. I was actually reading Psalm 139, I think, (laughs) last week. And I said to my husband, this is written for parents. (laughs) And <laughs> I think I shared this with you guys, parents in um, lockdown. And it's, you know, it's really, yeah, it says, you know, where can I go from your spirit? <laughs> where can I go where, from my children? Where, where can I free from your, from <clears throat> flee from your presence? When I go to the kitchen, you are there. When I go to the living room, you're, you know, it doesn't say kitchen, living room. But the whole point is um, that pressure cook, mm-hmm. cooker is happening. And, you know, in that moment, I was really impatient, you know, with mm-hmm. my daughter and um, I lived, you know, out of that fleshly mindset. Um, one of the things listed in Galatians is like fits of rage. Well, even an unkind comment is a fit of rage. And, um, you know, there was a choice in that where I think this is where the battle came in. And this is what we were talking about was um, the condemnation was telling me, you know, Paul talks about that. We talked about that the last couple of weeks. Like there is no condemnation, you know, for those in Christ Jesus. But the condemnation was telling me, yeah, you are a bad mother. And in that, it was like, yeah, you, des- you deserve to be, to be a little annoyed. You deserve to be annoyed with your daughter. You deserve to treat her unkindly. Um, and then the condemnation comes of just filling into that. But the, but the um, you know, Romans 8, um, 15 reminds us that we didn't receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. So, the mindset there is that the Holy Spirit is literally testifying constantly to us that we are a daughter and a son of the King. And that's where I think it all begins. And so maybe that's, 
you know, yeah. just that adoption process is that mindset. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Like one of the things that, and again, I don't know how many of you out there feel this way, but that battle you guys just brought up, I think is so crucial, right? We find it like when you get into like maybe Galatians 5, that, you know, there's this one aspect of it that if I am led by the Spirit, I won't, you know, gratify the desires of the sinful nature. But everybody always forgets what happens right after in 517, which is the battle between the Spirit and the flesh, right? right? There's right. A, a real battle that is inside yeah. of us that, one, the flesh is dictated by the pattern of this world. It's almost mm-hmm. like an Ephesians 2 reality, right? The prince of the power of the air that heads this world, its system and way of thinking that Paul in, in Romans 12, 2 is saying, no, don't get to literally do not be shaped by this reality, but instead, right, be shaped in this different way by the spirit, which is now the way in which the spirit of Christ, which we're going to learn kind of as we go along over these next few weeks, really does dictate how we're to think and to wrestle. And so right. what's, what's fascinating there, though, of going, um, sometimes we think about this fleshly versus spirit way of thinking, and we... In, and maybe we think in terms of like the really bad sins, which yeah. again, th- those are bad, right? I'm <laughs> going, you know, it's like, hey, you know, um, mm. like embezzling money's bad, you know, you know. So there's a, there's a countless number of things that we go, yeah, we clearly define that as going, yeah, that's really bad. We're not going to do that. And 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 I think if we're not careful, we can start overlooking like, oh, yeah. you know what, uh, being a selfish mom. And all of a sudden that becomes, well, it's not that bad. But that's you know, deceptive. But it's totally I'm, deceptive. De- I was yeah, like pointing at you. <laughs> There's no condemnation for you. Right? No, but like I was, I was thinking about it Don't this week. Don't get me started go- on your cardigan. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was thinking about that deception, right? And going, how, how crazy deceptive it is because it's really about, yeah. like it's going back to where you started tonight and saying, conforming to the pattern of the world is easy. Because that's the way everyone's and we going. Go there, and so we go do. there. And so it's, it, that's the normal way of, the way everyone else is thinking. And so, yeah, you know what? It's normal for moms to be frustrated and yeah. speak out of anger. Yeah. You know what? Like for me this week, uh, or it's the last couple of weeks actually, but it's that pressure cooker of the last couple of weeks of going, for me, it's not in the home life. It's, it's on the professional side. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I mean, Todd's mentioned it. I work at a Bible college for crying out loud. And you're, and you're the president. Oh, <laughs> el jefe. El Presidente. Presidente. <laughs> My bad. That's right. Um, but I work at a Bible college, for crying out loud. And if I'm not careful, some of the things that we're doing, mm. it's like, this is the level of deception. Like, we've positioned ourselves. God just put us on, a, you know, put us into a place years ago where we're, we're primarily online. And so when all these other schools are trying to figure out how to go to an online environment, mm. it's like, oh, we're already there. Like, I wrote a thing back in the fall that talked about, hey, there's a big disruption coming to the way education's done. <laughs> I didn't see it was going to be a pandemic. <laughs> a world but, pandemic. <laughs> but nonetheless, I, I was like, I wrote this piece. And now all of a sudden, I'm starting to get puffed up and starting to build and go, hey, look, we're already there. We've got it figured out. Hey, I told you so. And it starts to become about me. Mm-hmm. and starts to become about building my kingdom. And the reality is, I'm... I'm working at a Bible college and I'm making it about me and building my kingdom. And I know the deception in this. And I know some of you guys might even think, hey, you know what? It's not that bad. You should be trying to grow your business. But here's the thing is what I should be trying to do is help other people try to figure out how to be successful so that they too can be a part of expanding the kingdom of God, not trying Mm -hmm. to get market share for me and mine. You know what I mean? And going, and so that level of deception, like in my own heart has crept in in such nasty ways because it so closely resembles the good. 
Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense or not. No, well, I think like there's this side of it where again, it, for me, like it's like you, Aaron, all you, kinds you, of dirty laundry yeah, here. It's no. like, yeah, let's talk about couch up here somewhere. I can lay down. Lay down. You're But like for for me personally, like the thing I found is like. I, I, everybody knows this. I hate social media, but I'm getting out there because I want to be a All part evidence of evidence to the contrary. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> and, um, but one of the things that I realized myself was getting frustrated with those people that are getting frustrated, yeah. which is very circular if you think about it. I'm frustrated with the people oh, who are frustrated, which means I'm frustrated in a weird way with myself. But you can begin, like to your point, like it, it, there's an arrogance that says, I, I'm mm-hmm. smarter than you. I'm better than you. I, mm-hmm. I don't go down those stupid paths of thinking I'm an economist or a doctor or, you know, all those weird things. But mm-hmm. yet here I am critiquing them mm-hmm. because I honestly think in the back of my head more highly of myself, almost like Paul would say maybe later right. in, in Romans 12. But this is where I think the, the beauty of being spirit empowered is because mm-hmm. sometimes we think spirit empowered and it's literally this mystical thing. And the Holy Spirit is a person, but it's not just a person like in mysticism, but it's a spirit that actually is indwelling you and indwelling you. Mm -hmm. And so what then does it look like to live a spirit empowered life? So here was the thing that was like this huge epiphany for me was I actually had a couple friends of mine. When I start actually going down this road of trying to like take this posture of, oh, I've got it figured out. And hey, um, you know, hey, told you so. Well, I had a couple of friends enter into that and go, hey, you know what? You're doing a pretty crappy job of putting Jesus on display here. Mm. I was like, Whoa. Yeah. And all of a sudden, how do we live out this practical spirit-empowered life is by other spirit-filled people mm-hmm. actually going, hey, reminding me of who I am and what Jesus has called me to. Yeah, how did, like, maybe how did you, like you said mm-hmm. you finally were confronted mm-hmm. with the reality of as a mom mm-hmm. that you were, you know, you well, I, I won't. I won't say it again because I feel bad telling you you're a sinner. But, um, but no, like, how did you, how did you how did you get confronted? Because I do think it's great the way he's putting it there. That this, the reality is, is we can kind of see the evidence of it. One mm-hmm. makes a name for me and mine, and and it protects me, right? It, whatever it is, and the other protects the name of Jesus, honors the name of yeah. Jesus. Like, so how did you finally come to that place? You go, oh my gosh! Like, what was yeah. I even thinking? Well, I I mean, interestingly enough even something happened today that um, as you were mentioning something that I think we even need to go back to um, as I was doing this, all, you know, preparing for this and, and thinking through it, I was actually struggling with fear over not just this, but everything as I'm studying, you know, preparing, of course. And um, so as I was thinking through the Holy Spirit, how is the Holy Spirit? How, are, how do we do this? How, I wanted to do something. And you know what God did? He's so good. He took me to 1 Peter 4.12. And the reminder that as we, this verse is so, I mean, I was actually weeping today as I was, and I just, this is such an amazing promise for all of us that when we're going through a fiery trial, it says that the Holy Spirit is literally resting Mm -hmm. upon us. And I just had to stop there, even before I got to the point of like, how do I, how do I live out this? In? No, it's just the promise is, was overwhelming to me. And it was the promise that he is resting on you. He is with you. His presence is there and how much that should even just comfort us mm. and actually empower us. Yeah, yeah. Like that, so I, and that was- And believing that. Yeah, right? As right. a true, honest promise that I can rest yeah. and I can honestly believe 
that I can be led by the yeah. Spirit to find hope, contentment, right, mm-hmm. uh, in that. So but you it's, have a it's, No, it's just super cool because you go, okay, so one side of like, what does it look like to be Spirit-empowered? Well, it's trusting other Spirit-empowered people, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's one way. But then what you did is also really cool of going, what does it look like to be Spirit-empowered? Is like, oh, going to Scripture because mm-hmm. it's God's Word yeah. and it's spirit you know, inspired, right? Mm. And so you go, yeah. I don't know, I just think it's, it's really cool to go, man, what does it look like to be spirit-led? And it, it's not like there's a cookie-cutter approach. God works in in multitude of ways, right? Yeah, so let me, let me prod there a little bit because I mm-hmm. think this is really, uh, it, it's interesting to me that in the midst of a pandemic, the, the, the same process doesn't apply to all of us. In other words, there's not a A, B, C, D, E route for all of us. God takes us from A to M to Q to R to, right? He takes us all over the place in that and I, and I think like this idea of the things of the spirit, how, how have you guys been wrestling through what does it mean mm. to truly have a mind about the things of the spirit? As you guys have been just wrestling your own heart, seeing your own, like obviously yeah. uh, <laughs> sinfulness, but then even too, like there seems to be this though grace of, of trusting God to walk me through either friends confronting me, maybe the, God, the word of God being the means, like Maybe just talk about that process a little bit. I'll start, I'll start with you, uh, yeah. Christian. Like, tell me mm-hmm. about this process like, that you've been walking about. What have you been yeah. learning about the Spirit? Well, um, yeah, it's interesting. Years ago, um, and I was in the car with um, a girlfriend, and she was weeping, and she was struggling with anxiousness. And sorry, I'm going to say this. Really, it's really like, where is she going with this? But um, she looked at me and she said, this is a believer, um, she said, Kristen, I'm just an anxious person. And I said to her, no, you're a child of God who is struggling with anxiousness. Mm. It's not just, and so it wasn't just a matter of semantics. And again, that's why I think for me, it's going back, and you guys have done such a great job with this at the, the sermons is, I think I've heard you say this over and over again, and we need to hear it over and over again. Remember who you are. Remember who you are. I'm sorry to interrupt, but let me, but I want to, like, while I've got you there. You you said before the battles in the mind, which I agree, but I think there's an identity issue here that goes past just my mind, right? In this Uh idea of the things of the spirit versus the things of the flesh. So can you expand it out a little bit more? And then I'm going to kind of ask you some, uh, kind of along the similar lines, but can you, Help us understand that identity issue. Why is this so mm-hmm. important in understanding who we are? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think in, in general, it, you know, it's interesting how Paul basically starts most of his letters remembering, you know, make, helping the saints remember who they are. You are saints in Christ Jesus because I think once we remember who we are, we know what our purpose is. Amen. And you even see that after after the spirit is constantly testifying that we are a son and a, or a daughter. So it's telling us, it's literally bearing witness. I love that it's not past tense. The spirit didn't, it didn't like in past tense, it's doing it constantly. So when we blow it, when we're sinning, when I'm a terrible, when I think I'm a terrible mother, the spirit is testifying over and over. Remember, Kristen, you are a daughter. You're not a bad mother. You're a daughter of the king struggling with this sin. And 
because you're a daughter of the king, these are all the tools that I'm gonna use to help you. And so that's just helped me yeah. as I, um, and help, hopefully doing that for others, rem- helping them remember who they are so they can yeah. use those tools. Which is so but, much more than yeah. just like positive thinking, right? Yeah. No, this is truly, this <laughs> yes. is how God sees us. Yeah. And it's me truly honestly believing who he yeah. says I am, not who I think I am. But, yeah, but this, this goes back two or three weeks ago when we were talking through like, like our understanding of sin, if we're not careful, um, the way I grew up, the way I know you grew up, and I'm guessing the way you grew up, and I'm not quite sure there, but you go, we, we start focusing <laughs> on, no, no, it's okay, because I just don't know, the, I don't know all your, your past on that one, but I go, but you go, we focus on, on the, the verbs, we focus on the actions, yeah. we focus on what we should do or not do, and even the way like I was taught is like you, you study the Bible by focusing on, hey, what's the verb, what's the action that we're called to? And I remember getting to that point that you just actually, I don't mm-hmm. think people realize what you just said, and it's, it's huge of going, no, actually when the way we actually study the Bible needs to shift and go, no, focus on the, the, the identity part of it. Focus mm-hmm. on the, the indicative, right? <laughs> going, not yeah. just the imperative. I know those are big words, but it's focusing on the identity, not just the, the verb, not yeah. just the action. Because sometimes I think what really starts to, to really pervert the way I think and get really messed up and twisted is I don't have that identity. And if I don't have the right identity, then whatever the behavior I do, whatever the action, even if the right action, but with the wrong identity is still wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so actually focusing on that, I think is a lot more mm. like necessary than we even pay attention to. I don't know yeah. if that makes sense or not. But yeah, well, I, I think that's like, even in the book of Romans, <clears throat> the amount of times he has to constantly clarify, mm-hmm. yeah. right? You are no longer in the old Adam. Mm-hmm. You are in the new Adam, Jesus, right? Like he gives that clarifying point. You are no longer in the flesh. You're in the spirit, right? He's just constantly mm-hmm. seeking to redefine. Almost, and he keeps hitting it from right, all but, kinds of different angles to remind But growing him, up in the church... And even, you know, years of ministry, how often did you remind people of who they are instead of what they're doing? Well, it, it doesn't work yeah. good for preaching. It doesn't, it doesn't increase the coffers. You know, I mean, in yeah. order to get the coffers, I have to say the Lord, the Lord loves what jingles, but he really appreciates the stuff that folds and he's moved by plastic people, you know. And yeah. I, I just, I think like in a weird way, we are so pressed. And I would even say this, this is some of my own anxiety as a pastor I think sometimes we get way too caught up in the performance of ourselves. And again, not, yes. not that there shouldn't be works. Yeah. I want to see yeah. fruit. Absolutely. I want to see this spirit-empowered, raw mm. fruit that just looks like what God's people are supposed to look like. But when we focus on it, pretty soon we can begin to, and I would say this, produce fake fruit that yep. really doesn't yep. entice the world to know who Jesus is. And when the Spirit does that work in us, right, when we suddenly do come to Him, and I think part of this idea of, of truly being in the spirit is believing honestly who God says we are. But because we spend so much time trying to get people to do something versus to remind them powerfully who they are. And again, we got to get to the do. I'm not saying that. Right. But the who we are is is crucial. But this is where what you said is huge because it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to remember my identity is ultimately in Christ. And because I'm a we're new... so performance-based. No, no, totally. Yeah. And you go, mm-hmm. but that's, I think, where, you, where he ends up going in eight when he starts talking about the groaning of this creation. And, and it's that, man, this is hard. And it's coming out of seven and it's acknowledging the brokenness of the world. Yeah. 
and going, but, but remember your identity and that's gonna be hard and you're gonna struggle. Yeah. But I just think that's, oh, it's so important. I don't know if that. So what do you guys think? I mean, as far as this, a practical takeaway, because I've been thinking about this myself. Honestly, I was thinking about even my text messages or how I encourage others is often performance-based. Like, you know, when I send a text to you guys after your last round table, it, it, I mean, I think we need that. Like, hey, you guys are, you know, but how do we, I, I did it the other day and honestly, it felt awkward. I, I texted someone <laughs> and I said, I said, I love you are a redeemed daughter of God. But it was like, it felt really awkward. Yeah. So what, it, what do you guys think it looks like yeah. practically as, a, as we, in this, especially in this pandemic, we need to know who we are. How do yeah. we do that? I've got a I, phenomenal friend named Scott Mathis. A lot of you, yeah. like maybe remember when he came here, he preached here at Cornerstone just last year. And, and the first time I ever got a text from him, it was like, not like, hey, how you doing? What's going on? You know, how's the church doing? You know, it wasn't anything like that. I just remember the first text being something along these lines. Hey, Todd, son of the living God. I mean, it was wow. like, well, it, it, on one level, we kind of think like, again, Scott's awesome. So Scott, if you're listening, like, <laughs> please, please forgive me. But at first I'm like, who talks like that? Like what yeah. loser talks like that, right? <laughs> But again, yeah. Scott, I, I know you were genuine. Um, but whenever I get text messages from him, that's what he does. Wow. He, it, and I think, I think again, now I don't, I don't know if this is true, so I don't, I don't want to speak for him. But I don't think he knows like what that does to spur us on to be spirit-filled, spirit-led people, right? Because again, our identity is on who God says we are. So therefore, I'm not gonna try to make a name for myself when I'm thinking about who God, who God says I am. It's a completely different reality. Yeah. And what comes from that then is, I think, now the, the true fruit, right? The love, joy, peace, patience, dot, 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 self-control that Paul talks about in, in Galatians 5. But those text messages, every time I get them from him, I still to this day kind of feel like, Ooh, like, oh, who sends that, right? But they are so powerful because wow. it is a reminder of who we are, not, not first and foremost what we oh, do. Okay. Yeah, so I, I don't know if that no, I, throws I, at your question or anything, but that, no, that's that. for me personally. Yeah. That he's one of the most powerful people mm. the way he speaks into my life that way. I'm not very good at it. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not very good at it because I'm like the recovering fundamentalist who it's like, I still focus on behaviors and I can't quite make the, the leap over. It's just, it's not the way I'm wired. Yeah. And so it, it's, yeah. it's, I, I know this cognitively, but to actually make this reality is mm. a real, it's, mm. it's a, it's a, it's a chasm that's shrinking, I hope, but it doesn't come naturally to me. It's mm. the struggle that I'm still in. That's just for me though. It's not the way. I still get very behavior oriented, even well, though I know it's wrong. Let me, uh, let me draw this to close. Like, seriously, thank you both for doing this tonight. I told you this would go fast, huh? <laughs> did it go fast? It did, yeah. I, uh, I was nervous. That, so. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did awesome. I was really nervous. I just, I, see, I just violated. You're a child of God. <laughs> You're a daughter of the king. <laughs> I said, I violated. Thank but you, no, son I, of a king. Yes, yes thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but let me, just, let me just finish this way. Thank you all for joining us tonight. We don't forget right after this, we're gonna have a town hall um, in which we're gonna bring Mike up here and Billy up here. We're gonna just kind of fill you in on some of the things that are going on within Cornerstone. But I think just in light of, of what Kristen said, and I do, I, sometimes I always wonder if people just think this is a cheesy ending for me to finish with, but it is something I've become so convicted about that when we look at the book of Romans, Paul was never afraid to call us saints. He was never afraid to call us brothers and sisters in Christ. 
He was never afraid to call us children of the God Most High. He was always reminding the Romans, the Corinthians, the Ephesians, the Galatians, whoever they were, who they are. And so let me just throw this back to all of you. Cornerstone, never forget who you are. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, if you've come by faith, if you've trusted in Christ alone, surrendered to Christ alone, if you have made an allegiance to Christ alone, if he truly is your king, you are one of his And in that case, you aren't just anybody. You are sons and daughters of the king who he intends, Philippians 1, 6, to finish a work in you that by the time he comes back and calls us home, we won't just be anybody, but we will then be the bride of Christ to enjoy God forever. And so Cornerstone, don't forget who you are. You're kids of the king. God bless.